Hey y'all, you're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms and Movies, the DSM podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using Black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your host, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor. And Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. What's poppin' y'all? This week we are talking about the 1994 comedy action film, Blank Man. That's like, <laughs> superhero background music. I love it. It was so appropriate. <laughs> I hope you get I hope you get the DSM with a pow, you know, the <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Just for this one. It sounds great. <laughs> Daniel, get on that. Nah. <laughs> right. Thanks, Daniel. We love you. And so um I absolutely love this movie. And so I I don't know if it is like my childhood nostalgia, but this film definitely was a flop in the box office. It cost $30 million to make. It only made 7.9. It has a 12 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. So I wanted to hear your opinion from you watching this movie for the first time. If it is comedy greatness in the way that <laughs> I feel like it is, or is it just the child in me speaking? <laughs> okay. As Uh-oh. usual, <laughs> oh, no. Courtney has opened my cinematic view of <laughs> black entertainment. <laughs> well, I personally, I enjoyed it for my first time Thank watching you. it. Yay! I did enjoy it, and like, okay, so the very first part, I'm like, you know, I had that stale face, like, mm, what's going on here? But at, like, eventually, I started to really grow to love the characters and the, and, you know, and the storyline. Um, It was really cute. Um, And it was hard, though, for me to just like watch it to enjoy because I I was also looking at certain character, like, you know, patterns and behaviors. And I was like, okay, let's see. I already know how I'm going to diagnose this one. And I was like, ooh, I don't like how I'm watching this right now. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. I was worried. (laughs) You were? I mean, because there's like, there's some funny parts. Like, you know, they are. Yeah. There's some really funny parts. I think there's some heartwarming parts. Like you said, we really get to we get connected to the characters. I think yeah. they're really presented to us in a way where we can really like sympathize and get into the story. And I feel like I just I don't understand why they rated it so low. Why did it do so bad? Like it's not designed to be like I don't know, like Batman Begins. It's supposed to be <laughs> like a spoof like, on Batman. Yeah, like in com- yeah. In, a, in a comedic way and more alive. I think, too, because like we have Marvel and stuff like not like that now where mm-hmm. superhero films and superhero genre is very serious and it yeah. is big budgets and all of that. Whereas this was supposed to be more akin to the old like 60s TV shows of comic book characters and mm-hmm. where it is like you can see the actual stunt double face. <laughs> oh my God. Several times. Several times. I was like, that the boom, is not him. Pow, zap. Yeah, like yeah, all of those, like the lightheartedness of it. And so I really, I liked it. I felt like it was a good story too. So I don't understand why the world doesn't enjoy it the way that we do. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons for that. I think also like black film in general always tend to get rated a lot lower. Um, you know, because there's certain, um, comedy or jokes that you know we would understand especially when he's trying to run into the crack house and, you know, like <laughs> of course someone's gonna be like oh my you know but that is 
you know, what it's like to be in the hood or, you know, growing up hood adjacent, if you will. So, um, but something else that I found out, even just kind of doing my Googles, um, I didn't realize that there was a meteor man that came out the mm-hmm. air prior. And so mm-hmm. that that one was like a spoof on on Superman. And this one was supposed to be Batman, which made it so much more. Wait, time out. You don't know about Meteor Man? No. You Are so we going to watch know, that next? You don't know what a Golden Lord is? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Listeners, if, if you could tell us where Meteor Man <laughs> is streaming, if I have, would have found it already, then we would have been doing it already. What? Illegal piraters, if you have a link, send no. us that. Just, no. you know. Um, listen, guys, listen. <laughs> no. They even arrest you for that anymore. I'm not pirating it. Someone else sent me the link. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, whatevs. But yes, if if, if Meteor Man was streaming right now, we would be doing Meteor Man right now as well. Like it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I hate, I hate this for your childhood, Rosie. I'm so, this is why God put me in your life. He did. He said, let me sprinkle some of this goodness on you. I said, thank you, Lord. I bring nothing else to this friendship, but <laughs> ma'am, you cut classic it out now. black film and television. <laughs> Good times. I've always enjoyed it. <laughs> that means a lot to me. But yeah, it also reminds me that my childhood was piss poor. Just kidding. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was actually very piss poor. <laughs> and nonetheless, this movie actually was uh, came out in 1994. I was, of course, you know, I like to say four years old. I don't. I don't recall seeing this. I might have. I just don't recall it at all, ever, ever. <laughs> I recall watching this movie not um, not as many times as I've watched like Boys in the Hood or Fight Heartbeats, but I know that I've seen this movie at least more than a handful of times. I, I could definitely get into watching it again. It was, it was nice. It was cute. Mm-hmm. It, you know, exactly. Yeah, it was. It had its moments, and you're like, ah. Daryl, you're so adorable. And I think to add to our uh, conspiracy theorist uh, <laughs> what? agenda that we were sharing it just a second ago is that <laughs> there are very few black superhero films. Meteor Man, Blank Man. Mm-hmm. That about it. I mean, back other then, than yeah. back then, right? Because we can say Black Panther now, but mm-hmm. look how long it took to get uh, two Black Panthers, you know, like so. When I say two, I mean you know, the, you get you get it. But it, you know, it's just uh, there aren't a lot of films uh, of us just being shown in that just exceptional light. So there aren't a lot of movies that are about Black kings. There aren't a lot of movies about Black royalty. There aren't a lot of movies about about Black superheroes. And so yes, do we have our few here and there's Blank Man, Meteor Man, Coming to America? Yes, but they aren't the commonplace. Right. And then what also sucks about those those particular ones, not to say that it's not appreciated, right? Because it definitely is because this is now our, our history. This is our Black cinema history. However, it's comedy, right? Mm-hmm. And so because it is comedy, it it kind of takes away... Mm, how, can I, how can I describe it? It takes away the seriousness of of like it being an actual black superhero or actually being a black king, as you mentioned with coming to America. So it doesn't feel like it has that level of appreciation. And I think that's also why it might have gotten lower ratings because of that. 
I think that comedians feel that, that black comedians recognize that space of lack. And I think that that they feel like it's their responsibility to fill it. And because yeah. there are there, I guess, not allowed. I don't like it saying it like that, but just, you know, the gatekeepers of Hollywood, there mm. are a bunch of black comedians and there are ones yeah. that are wave payers like the Wayans who do everything on their own, like Robert Thompson, who does everything mm-hmm. on his own. Mm-hmm. Those camps working and collaborating with each other a lot as well. But there there's more space for comedians, whereas like when it's black actors, we're yes. allowed like three big black actors every yes. five to ten years. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That I feel like that is so true because, I mean, mm-hmm. so we like growing up, obviously, was Denzel. Mm-hmm. And and then it became Idris Elba. Is am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Idris, wow. Uh, <laughs> and then and now it's my husband, Michael B. Jordan. My right. So it's like you only get like bam, bam, bam. You know, you can't have like a cluster of them. It's like, oh my god, we're gonna take over Hollywood. Although that wouldn't be a bad idea. It <laughs> wouldn't, because clearly our work is so much better. But in addition to that, <laughs> I feel like it is. I feel like the the. That is why we have so many black actors that then want to get on the other side of the camera and become directors as well mm-hmm. and select the stories that they get to tell because there just is so many barriers that continue to have the same type of stories told over and over. And people just want to be creative and they want to tell different stories and they want to have stuff like superheroes and action figures and sci-fi with like Lovecraft Country, like all the just different genres and different things and see ourselves in different roles. And so I am very excited that there is such a push from Black Hollywood, like even if and even if it is just like immediately right now, we're living through it right now. I'm just glad that it's happening again to where we could get to tell more and different stories. Yeah. And I just appreciate the Wayans Brothers for films that they have created and including films like Blank Man in there where we get to, even if it is a, a good kiki, it's still mm-hmm. a superhero with a message that one man can't save the world. So thank y'all. Yeah. Just appreciate the Wayans Brothers so much. Wow. so if you couldn't tell by now of course this film does star Damon Wayans but also David Allen Greer Robin Givens Lynn Thigpen Jason Alexander some cameos from you know other uh celebrities throughout as well as no Wayans brother film would be complete without some like Kid Wayans just uh, sprinkled Uh, throughout at the beginning (laughs) I was like he looks oddly familiar but he's too young. And then I'm like, oh, that's his babies, both of them. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, when I say his babies, Damon Wayans babies, two of them. <laughs> yep. It was David Wayans Jr. and Michael Wayans played uh, Lil Durl and uh, Lil Kevin. <laughs> it was so cute. I love it. Uh, that, I just wondered if they made Michael cut his, like, shave his head to be a part of this movie or if the little boy just already had a low fade like did he already have a ball fade or did y'all make this little boy shave his head or did they just put a skin cap on I don't know no they made I that boy to. shave his head <laughs> they made that boy shave his head so that they could know like this was baby baby Daryl Walker you know mm-hmm. or kid mm-hmm. Daryl <laughs> sad poor chap my favorite quote from this film is you wouldn't understand <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking hollered. <laughs> what do you think? I don't understand. <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait to use this line 
Oh, you just wait because it's so drama filled. And he's looking out the window. It's like, come on. His size, as you say it, shoulders drop. <laughs> Hilarious. I I was I'm glad you mentioned that because I was gonna say it too. <laughs> that and slap me around and call me Susan. I warned you, Susan. Bruh, get out my head. <laughs> Why did Evan say because Legend right here didn't sound like a woman? Is this someone said, someone help that woman? <laughs> Um, oh, and then like, okay, and I don't know if it's a quote, but when every time he got kissed, he was like, Here. <laughs> that was a strange, strange character, for sure. But I loved him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every bit of it. And other guy, do I have to paint a target on my ass? <laughs> <laughs> if he would have got wait, shot in the wait. ass and that, I would have been like, damn. Here we go. <laughs> now that was fucked up, Daryl. Now you you uh, bulletproof your drawers. You even made sure your underwear was bulletproof. Even the, the underwear tub of the solution. You couldn't do more than just his cake, right? That was fucked up, Daryl. It was, <laughs> it was. But and then okay. you don't tell. You made him go put on the uniform or the costume before y'all went. And then did. And and he knew it had no type of armor protection. He just wanted him to be dressed up with him. It's cute. It's cute. Just out with me. <laughs> okay, irresponsible so, is what it is. <laughs> it was. It was. It was also te teaching him a lesson. <laughs> I feel like you should have did this a long time ago for us to figure it out. If you just put it on the first time. But um, I like when um when their grandma was like, "Boy, I'm gonna peel the skin off your off your behind, boil it, and make soup." <laughs> like that's that was, was like, like the that's first the weirdest line. threat. I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> Do I have to eat the soup? The booty soup? The booty soup. The boiled booty soup? Here, <laughs> <laughs> have some of these boiled booty soup. <laughs> Grow up. And then is it grosser to eat your own boiled booty soup? Or I mean, grosser to eat someone else's that's boiled what, that's, booty soup? That's after you <laughs> eat the soup. <laughs> all bad gross uh, all right i don't know if it's a quote but i think a scene that gets slept on that i just really found a deep appreciation for this time watching the film was the first time that a woman's uh purse is is attempting to be snatched on a train and daryl does intervene and she says oh thank you young man the rest of you ain't shit <laughs> i loved it i said yes ma'am that's how that i mean i would have said the same thing the rest of y'all ain't shit just watching me get my purse snatched Fuck all y'all. <laughs> oh, and he gonna help an old lady. 
Right. Also, this might, this is not a quote, but I, okay, here I am critiquing Uh-oh. and and criticizing. Um, so criticize, when we went, criticize, criticize, criticize. <laughs> so, well, wait, what is it called? Edge? What's the name of the, the, the basement newsroom? Is it hard edition? Hard edition. No, hard edge edition. Um, <laughs> So he um they have naked women or like women in bikinis on their wall different boobs. with the different boobs. Okay, first of all, so inappropriate. Sexual harassment much? Secondly, why is the psychiatrist also showing boobs with the what's it? Russia shirt? With the Russia r- shirt. No, honey. Russia it's shirt. the, the Rorschach. Shirt. Shirt. <laughs> Sound like Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire? And then Rorschach, sure. Okay, I can't pronounce the Rorschach. The Rorschach. No, no, like roar, like a lion. Like Shaquille. Rorschach. 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 You know, I'd be look. I was I was supposed to be hooked on phonics, and I did the wrong stuff in there anyway. So yeah, hooked on ebonics. I did. (laughs) I special. It's okay. Anyhow. So I understand how he has that set of titties. Like, what? What does that have to do with anything? That was inappropriate. But that's it. That's all I got. But it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) That man ain't never seen no titties before. He didn't know what them was. (laughs) He did. He said I was a virgin. He's like, I'm a gentleman. (laughs) I'm a gentleman. He is a gentleman. I loved him. I did. He's my favorite character. Of course. I mean, the movie's all about him. It's called Blank Man. It's not called Other Guy. <laughs> we love you, Blank Man. And the other and guy. And Other Guy. It was like, it was like literally Small, whispered. Small, tiny print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an afterthought because it looked like it was just tacked on on the bottom. It right? wasn't like, part oh, of the banner. Yeah, right? They had originally had that banner for him and they're like, oh, he has a sidekick. Just like mm-hmm. as the mayor, like, oh, okay, we're going to get the plaque for a blank man. Damn, we don't have anything to give. Give me that t-shirt uh, that the right. man's selling on the okay. corner. Yeah, we'll give him that. Yep. Mm-hmm. The face it was, of it was dis- what, five for ten? Right. <laughs> the face of disappointment was real. Like, he's like, oh, thanks. Thanks so much. I got shot for this city and y'all just giving me a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. Also, I'm so disappointed that the mayor died. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. My bad. My bad. I mean, I guess we'd be spoiling I think it's it assumed anyway. that, yeah, like, if, if you listen to the show, it's, it's a spoiler. And, you know, the movie came out in, in 1994. <laughs> so if you don't know already, then the mayor dies. Okay. Anyhow, why he got to die, though? He was, he seemed like he was legit. Who legit? Okay. So, <laughs> two things. One, why they didn't put the bag of explosives down the hole that Manelli came up out of? I was thinking the same thing. Also, why did we not continue to try to take him down? If you can, He's like, hey. I, I don't know why, but I thought about uh, uh, Last Dragon when he pop locked out of the rope. Out of the rope. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. He popped. He so was I like, was thinking of Blank Man out of <laughs> tight situations. So if he could do that, then you don't got no wire cut. You ain't got no uh, lock cutters on your okay. on your utility belt. Blank All Man. All the damn utilities. He ain't got nothing. To no cut chemical him out. that's gonna eat out the eat the, eat the metal. Yeah. Okay. So 
maybe it's a lesson learned for the future. This was his first little bank robbery, so he'll know going forward. But um, yeah, he definitely could have got him got him out, and he could have ran with them. One, and then two. So I'm still confused to this day, and I've seen the movie since 1994. Uh-huh. Was the mayor initially, 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 was mm-hmm. he dealing with Manelli at some capacity and then was like, no, I don't want to? Or was he never dealing with Manelli? Because Manelli was like real bold and confident, like they had already had some type of working relationship at first. How, how I understood it was Manelli was trying to come in and force himself as being like someone who was going to contribute to him monetarily. And the mayor is like, I don't want to deal with your crookedness. Uh-uh, I'm good. And then that's why they came in and stole the money so that the mayor would need them, you know, to kind of help with the fundraising for the for the mayor candidacy. I'm glad you was paying attention because I've been watching movies since I was five and can clearly never <laughs> <laughs> put two and two together. I just figured they stole the money because they was already there. Like... <laughs> We don't no. kill people anyway. We might as well take the money. <laughs> no. And I, and I think it was also because he's like, you know, this is like to teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. And like, you're you're trying to be a do-gooder and you can't because we're fucking your shit up. I like cursing. Fuck. Okay. Sorry, that was really random. <laughs> I, apparently, because I've cursed a lot today. I feel like I need a curse limit. Do you feel better? Like, is it? You feel lighter? I do. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long as it served this purpose. Yeah, thanks. Speaking of Manelli, what did you mm-hmm. diagnose him with? You know, I didn't even think to diagnose him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt like, okay, maybe at the at its worst, I hate to say this because we, we're it's not supposed to be the case, but um, what antisocial personality? Because he him a criminal. Because <laughs> him a criminal. Um, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Failure to okay. conform to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors, as indicated by repeatedly performing acts that are grounds for direct for arrest. Um, impulsivity. Impulsivity. <laughs> Words today. They're not my friend. They hard. Reckless disregard for safety of self or others. And lack of remorse is indicated by being indifferent to or rationalizing having hurt, mistreated, or stolen from another. Precisely. Kind of sums it up there. He's an open and shut case almost. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's that. (laughs) 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 And I believe... Oh, he's in jail. Manelli, you're going down. He did that. <laughs> he did. He did. After he caught, he killed his. Uh, what was that? J J J five. J five. Yeah. Y'all, I have a um a robot, and we call him J J. Jabber Jaws. <laughs> I think I want to rename him J five now because I actually have a robot that just walks around. Have you ever seen Johnny Five? No. I think J5 was named after Johnny Five, which is with another movie about a robot, a robot and a man. I think he was Indian. Um, Johnny Five. Yeah. Johnny Five. No. I don't know if that was the name of the movie, but the robot's name was Johnny Five. Mm. 
Oh, I didn't know that. But I, I also thought that the robot could be a lot better. Okay. <laughs> Blake Bay was also working with limited resources. You saw where they lived. You saw where he worked and the right. junk that he had to work from. That mm-hmm. was definitely the same exact washing machine that his mother was, his grandmother was loading at the beginning of the movie. I don't know if you noticed that. While they're uh, flooding the toilet, she's loading the, the washing machine and it's Johnny or J5. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So he was using what was he in was the house. He was using what was in the house. Mm-hmm. True shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he also did give back $5,000 in exchange for appliances. So. Yeah, because why take $5,000 when you could have the bottom half of a roller skate? <laughs> Not the whole roller skate. <laughs> just the bottom half. Oh, Kevin was, has... Kevin was bad as hell. He was so bad. <laughs> The level of patience he had. Kevin Kevin really did care for his brother. He tried to give him the handkerchief when he was doing that ugly cry at the funeral, honey. He was looking all that snot. <laughs> Daryl gave it back to him. <laughs> Why? Why? David? You know, and then I also learned that apparently this, he did this particular character kind of on In Living Color. He did handyman on the living color. Well, handyman and blank man are not the same. I mean, handyman and blank man are not the same. Okay, last for me. No, handyman and blank man are not the same. He could not not have made handyman, and so I think that's why he made blank man. (laughs) Exactly, but it kind of feels like sometimes, like he is like he forgot this is supposed to be blank man. Okay. No, 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 no. Blake had his own like mannerisms and quirkiness, whereas like Handyman had his like limited and restricted physical posturings. Again, honestly, like the jokes could never be (laughs) this time. Like we could never have this come out this like right now, this day and age. Oh, they were getting so much trouble. Well, I don't know. Damon said the people that that wrote him and and they got letters about handyman. He said that the people who were most supportive were people who had physical disabilities. <laughs> oh shit! What? Well, you know, because everybody be trying to cancel people. Like, I mean, then mm-hmm. then it's mm-hmm. like, but now, oh honey, they would have <laughs> had him canceled, canceled, under canceled, under under canceled. Yeah. I just think you have to get a person who has a physical disability to play the role. True. You can't do it. But if you get somebody who has a physical disability to do it. Then it's different. Yeah. I think it's okay. I suppose. But anyhow, Kevin really was. (laughs) (laughs) He was very patient with his brother when it came down to some of those things. Especially wearing that. What? That belt. (laughs) I don't know what he called it. But. (laughs) not talking to my Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really, you could just take the belt off and, and then hold it. Right, and just talk it to the buckle. No, he couldn't. He had to had come closer. Bend. Come, come closer. closer. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, moments like that, it's funny, you know? Like, silly. They're so silly. But all of these are why I did not diagnose Kevin with anything besides being a quality, understanding, sympathetic big brother. I agree. I could not. I couldn't think of anything, <laughs> honestly. Like, and he's just he's just trying to find himself in, in all of this too, you know? And I guess the only other thing is like, you know, 
I wouldn't say complicated bereavement, but you know, I would say uncomplicated bereavement. Right. Yeah. So because we can't ignore the fact that they did lose their grandmother in in a more traumatizing way too. So um, don't want to remove that from, from a diagnosis or Z code. Mm -hmm. And I even like how Kevin, uh, I guess, like, I don't know, appreciate. However, um, when Kevin is talking to Daryl and he's like, okay, I understand if this is what you need to do to help you get over grandma, like, okay, yeah. I will do it. Like, I'll even do it with you. Like, I was like, oh, right. That's so understanding. I just, yeah, Kevin, Kevin gets a gold star in my book. He's good with me. Yeah. Gold star for Kevin. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm so mad you got to say that. <laughs> good one, good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my only issue with Kevin question more mm. so was how was he getting. Grown woman pussy with them damn Bruce Lee posters on his wall. I'm not okay, so I already gotta go to your grandma's house to give mm -hmm. you some draws. And mm -hmm. then Bruce Lee is looking at me from all these different angles while I'm in your bed. I don't I don't know if I can do it. I, really? I, as a grown woman? As a grown woman. I'm Let getting snuck see, in and out the house and Bruce Lee is looking at me. All right. Let me see. Cause I had to take myself. Cause I'm like, wait. You know what? I feel like knowing Kevin and how he's like kind of persuasive at times or tries to be, mm -hmm. he might have told old girl, this is my, this is my little brother room. So why are we fucking in your little brother room? Shh. Just take draws off. <laughs> that's, that's the red flag. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> Put them back on. Bye, Kevin. <laughs> Let me take back my gold star, Kevin. Yeah, not bye, Kevin. <laughs> oh, no. And as I'm walking out, bye, Miss Walker. Because <laughs> you got me in this. <laughs> Girl. Um, or, you know, I probably wouldn't even say tonight. I'd be like, okay, I got to go now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come before your grandmother wakes up. <laughs> and be like, that never happened. You know, you have that, that list. <laughs> that, what? We did what? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. 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 Yeah, fuck me. Fuck the old body. Ain't that what Carisha said? <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. I mean, old girl who was having a baby in the elevator said she had a big finger. So... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Let us see what it do. And then, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> All right, let me stop. Let me stop. <clears throat> Hi, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Let's see. Uh, it was nice to see Robin Gibbons in this movie. She was cute. Um, <laughs> Is she low-key canceled? <laughs> I, I've never forgiven her for what she did to Mike. So. Exactly. So I'm like, I don't even really want to fuck with her like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was nice. It was, you know, that she you can feed herself. But, you know, right. whatever. Right. <laughs> um, but Kimberly, uh, aside Kimberly. from Robin Givens, we'll just yes. talk about Kimberly, the character. Mm -hmm. I felt like she was uh, suffering not from a diagnosable DSM diagnosis, but mm -hmm. uh, just the 
more colloquialism of white knight syndrome or rescue romance syndrome where Mm. falling in love with someone who is a hero and um, kind of getting wrapped up in that someone that is providing protection and has a certain level of displaying power Mm -hmm. and almost benevolence. And so being wrapped up in that and being very much enamored. And my concern with the prognosis for Daryl and Kimberly going forward is, like Daryl said, she's not in love with me. She's in love with Blank Man. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder with all of the bravery that Blank Man has that Daryl can sometimes tap into, but not always. I wonder, will she learn to love the intellect and the quirkiness of Daryl and appreciate that just as much that Blank Man is a part of Daryl as, as, as opposed to being two separate entities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I never even tapped into that part with her character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her fascination with that, with him in that regard. And if he decided that he didn't want to be that anymore, mm-hmm. um, what would that look like for their relationship? You know, um, which I think it was really awesome that that she they had a chance to meet with him as just Daryl, not Blank Man. So mm-hmm. that was a plus. But yeah, I agree. I think that might be a limitation for their relationship. I mean, it might be very fun and exciting at first to like role play, like is Blake man coming to pick me up for our date tonight? Like that would be fun. And you know, that would be cute for the very beginning. But then after a while, and it is just Daryl and that's who you're in a relationship with. Are you going to be trying to force Daryl to be Blake man? Or are you going to be able to accept that this is this, this, that is a part of him, but that's not him all of the time. Um, yeah. And I just want, just want the best for Daryl. And I don't want her to break Daryl's heart. And because it's played by Robin Gibbons, I just feel like she is. I know. Mm. I didn't have nothing else but a scowl to give Kimberly. <laughs> no, and it, I thought I thought it was really cute. You know, when he when he took her on the track. Um, it, what what was that thing he was driving called? I don't know, but whatever well, that it was. was it wasn't the blank mobile, was it? It was like the blank something because it was on a train. So I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't remember because it was something really funny. The blank car. Like it was something like that. <laughs> and when she got on it, you know, and, and or I was riding with him, you see her kind of leaning in close and that being their moment of intimacy. But then I'm like, would that get old? Mm-hmm. You know, like being. Would you get tired um, of riding uh, on his the back of his train car? <laughs> right, the back of the train car. Um, we'll go to the movies, <laughs> right? You know, or would it get old that his little blank, blank uh, station, blank station, his um, oh his yeah, layer, uh-huh. the blank station. And, yeah, if he'll get, she'll get tired. I would be so annoyed after a while. Like it's like, oh yeah, and then get this shit out of here. Like, all <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't well, see as long them as it stays long. in the blank station, then it, it should be fine. Like, that's shit. where you go yeah. for that. Just don't have it in my living room. Okay, the same with that... Kevin, where Kevin was like, Get all this shit out of here, right? <laughs> Once he took it to the blank station, it was fine. It was good. <laughs> that's hilarious, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything for Kimberly as far as the diagnosis. I just, I would, I would want to see. If this is a pattern in some way for her with becoming mm-hmm. uh, infatuated with someone in this way, and if it lasts or if she is um, 
has a history of building actual healthy relationships. I just would want to know more about her. But unfortunately, my only bone to pick with any of the Wayans Brothers films is that their female characters never have any full development. So we don't know shit about her history or her patterns or uh, her fucking last job, middle name, mama name, where she from, <laughs> where she live now. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That's true. And, you know, mm. they, they it's always a love interest. It's never, mm-hmm. you know, like Mm-mm. who she could be or qualify to be and blah, blah, blah. It's just the, yeah. This professional the ass woman with a whole ass career. And all we know is that that's the love interest. Yeah, that's it. But then I, I think it just goes to that era and time of, of film and movies, you know, like. There was always love interest. You have to have the love interest in order for it to be a good movie. Yeah. But I mean, they were like breaking the mold by having a black superhero. They could have continued to push the envelope and get a bitch some depth. I agree. She could have visited her mama one time. Like, ugh. I mean, they can't be great everywhere and all the things. I mean, they try. They do little stuff like, oh, she's reading the paper and it's like snappy back with him to like give her yeah some zest but you know i would we would like to know more from your female characters if you listen to wayne's brothers like i'm sure that you're not but we love you and we've done so much of your work already that maybe you know one day you might and if you do Mm -hmm. this our feedback give us just a backstory (laughs) also like us on instagram (laughs) i'll be a guest on the show (laughs) okay subscribe to our youtube channel Damon, if you listen, I think my mama want to date with you too. But you know, whichever one of these things, I'll give you her backstory. Like whichever one of these things that you know you want to pick from. Mm, get it, get it, get it. Show them girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I play too much. All right. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Um, on a much lighter note, I diagnosed Mr. Stone with player-hating dickhead personality disorder. Damn, son. Because there was no reason for him to intervene like this and get everybody caught up and in the way that he did. That's why I hope his ass is still hanging from the ceiling in that chair. Wheels <laughs> just to turn it. Matter of fact, I hope his battery is dead and he can't turn no more. Anywho. <laughs> oh, she mad. The criteria that goes along with that is an enduring pattern of inner experience and behavior that deviates markedly from the expectations of the individual's culture, manifested in cognition with ways of perceiving and interpreting self, other people, and events being different. Where, sir, this is not Ed's Ed's edition. No, sir. It's just hard edition. Yes, we, mm-mm, mm-mm. we need all the extraness. We don't. We don't. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, affectivity, the range, the intensity, appropriateness of emotional responses is impacted. Why are you always yelling, sir? Mm. You know, and then and then they had this like stereotype of, of him being a military, look like supposedly a vet. Just because he got on that little ugly stinking vest Ooh. don't mean he was a vet. But it, it looked like that might have been the case for him. Mm interpersonal functioning being impacted clearly don't nobody at your job like you to the point that kevin wouldn't leave your ass dangling from the ceiling it's mm-hmm. only time to save baby girl we don't have no time <laughs> to save you so mm, i call Bye. you mama uh and impulse control with you know just him flying off the handle and just doing the most all the time for no reason 
for no reason. He don't even like he don't even have a reason for existing other than the 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 stupid <laughs> existing. Damn. Like I'm sorry, that wasn't nice. Like he reminds me of like the worst version of TMZ. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's basically Gosh. what tabloids. Yeah, right. That's TMZ Daddy is tabloid. So <laughs> TMZ Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Our edition is TMZ's Daddy. But there it is. <laughs> if he's my client, we need to work on some like, oh, he would be very good candidate for DBT. Ooh, I would yes. like to do so. Yes, yeah, some distress tolerance, mm-hmm. some some wise mind. <laughs> yeah. Work on some emotional regulation, interpersonal effectiveness, all Ooh, of that mindfulness. Right. Let's get Ooh, back into this present moment here and now. You are not in <laughs> war anymore, Mr. Stone. Okay. If he was, oh, let me stop. <laughs> And if he was, then that's that's sad too, because then it's just another depiction of how our military veterans are not taken care of, and he is just upset and, and depressed. Maybe he got PTSD. Maybe this is undiagnosed PTSD mm. that we are witnessing right now, and it is coming out and with these heightened levels mm. of irritability and just hyper vigilance. Mm-hmm. And whew. all yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I think we just need a little more time with Mister. Um, Mr. Stone. Is that his last name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Stone. So either way, he need therapy. If anybody in, in the movie needed therapy, it was him. That's it. That's <laughs> all. Okay. Shoot. So my <laughs> prognosis is terrible unless he is is on his way to therapy. Yep. I agree. Um, and I guess that leaves us most importantly, Daryl. Yes. Man. This, this one was hard. Okay. Ooh, I'm ooh, I hope we don't get bad DMs for this one. Oh Lord. Please don't don't you say nothing. I'm gonna have to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> clean up, clean up. All right, so I'm gonna get canceled. We just started. I know we can't get canceled, friends. Don't cancel us. Just just listen, okay? Just hear me out. <laughs> Can we can we talk like rational people? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can go and reason with them. <laughs> reason well, with guys, them. I tried. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Gonna go home now. Um, okay. <laughs> so I was toying around with autism spectrum disorder. I uh thought the same. With mm-hmm. it leaning more to the high functioning, which would, would mm-hmm. have previously been Asperger's. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like in this moment, what's causing the most distress? What's causing the most distress? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm seeing him, if I'm the psychologist that's mm. showing him the picture of the titties. <laughs> <laughs> you would never do that. <laughs> never. Um, I don't do the Rorschach. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> so, there would be no reason for me to be showing pictures of, of anything, let alone titties. Would I have inclinations of autism spectrum disorder? Yes. Would I? Would we look at further assessing that down the line? Possibly. Mm-hmm. But to me, I feel like the most immediate thing right now is this delusion. <laughs> the delusion. Oh. Oh, really? What a minute. I was not expecting that. 
<laughs> so I want somebody. It's I want you to really think. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Walk with me. Envision it. You are in your practice office right now. You sitting down, you know, client comes in and tells you that they fight crime in the evenings. And they have a blank station where they turn old appliances into weapons. Keyword there, you're going to hear weapons. Before you hear anything else, you're going to hear weapons. (laughs) And then... (laughs) You're going to have some follow-up questions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's they're going to continue to say, oh, I don't use the weapons on anyone that does not threaten me. I'm going to say, oh, okay. So are there people that are threatening you right now? Yes. The crime boss. You ever heard of Michael Minnelli? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He killed my grandmother. Do you have proof of this? No, I just know it to be true. And so I'm going to avenge her death just like Batman would. So what you're saying is, is Batman is also delusional too. I'm saying (laughs) that... See, Batman is more, he gives me more, uh, some level of dissociation. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think that if this progresses for Daryl, it potentially could be there. Because what I'm noticing, the similarities between Batman and between Daryl is that they both had this um, moving through life in a certain way where they were mm-hmm. a little bit different than all of the people around him. Batman, because they were uh, good billionaires and Daryl, because he's Daryl. Mm-hmm. But neither one of them, or rather both of them, became superheroes. Actually, they're just heroes because superheroes have superpowers. So they're just regular old heroes. Oh. But neither or both of them became heroes as a trauma response. To losing a mm-hmm. caregiver. Mm-hmm. So then, do we as the DSM podcast need to come up with a fake diagnosis of becoming a hero as to dissociate from the loss of a caregiver? Yes. Yes, we do. And so that would be blank disorder. And so we would diagnose the blank disorder where there is <laughs> intense periods of <laughs> dissociation as a result of, to, of, of trauma experience where the individual has marked periods of um, risk-taking behaviors. Um, I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Hypervigilance. Uh, yeah. Vigilant, uh, uh, vigilante behavior. And um, and wears underwear on top of their pants. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Very good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thanks. Like, in simple stuff that will go along with that, like decreased need for sleep, goal-directed behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, different. We we could probably flesh that out a little bit more. We but could. right now, since we're in the beginning stages, I think it starts off as delusional disorder, un- mm-hmm. unspecific- uh, unspecified type, mm-hmm. and then it builds on to a dissociative state in some mm-hmm. way, maybe an unspecified dissociative, and then it goes on to full uh, uh, blank disorder, hero, blank hero disorder, blank hero, or just hero disorder, hero, hero, hero syndrome. Heronism disorder. Heronism mm. personality disorder. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're dumb. 
I really do. Uh, we're going to write this down. <laughs> Don't forget, we're writing it down. I love it. Yes. The okay. American uh, Psychiatric Association probably hates us. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't even know we exist. No. <laughs> it's cool. Well, I guess you do have a point. I, 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 uh, I think because of like the the hyper focus or the narrow focus on his interests with being this like you know. Um, Inventor at the beginning. Inventor, just right? An inventor, yeah, yeah. And then now this vigilante or blank man. I that's why it was like, okay, this is the autism type of yeah. spectrum mannerisms too. You know mm-hmm. um, how he would talk, especially when when Kevin first told him, "No, I'm not wearing that belt." <laughs> and he would sit up against he the door. Up against the door. <laughs> Mm, it shouldn't be that funny, but it is. Ooh, and that's why I say y'all don't. I don't. I don't mean. But to no, make, I, I definitely. I definitely know, agree of that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely <laughs> agree with you. Um, in that, I just think that the uh, you know, we got to treat the most pressing presenting concern first. I mean, <laughs> I think. I, okay, if if he were to come into my office and because of the type of person, yet alone the type of clinician that I am. I would be very like, like congruent and and just like supportive in a way, like oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah, wow, and you know, kind of intrigued to learn more. So I wouldn't even think to just automatically go. But to But like, delusion. he would have something to say for each and everything that you like. Okay, so you think that he killed your grandmother? Have you taken this information to the authorities? I tried to speak to the commissioner, and they laughed at me but and called he me did. shithead. He did. Like, so he's going to have something to say to everything that you are. <laughs> you know, actually, he didn't go to the to the commissioner to, about his grandmother. He right, went right because he said, "I need them to know that I'm fighting crime." It's <laughs> worse. Support. <laughs> Is fucking worse and it's why it would be delusional disorder for me <laughs> all right all right i think you have i think you have a good point <laughs> i think so all right because so. if I, no my whole thing is if daryl was on the spectrum mm-hmm. and the whole film was just about him being on a spectrum we would not have blank man because he wouldn't be a, a superhero he wouldn't be a hero he would just be daryl with on 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 the spectrum inventing fucking toasters that pour orange juice like or coffee it was coffee I'm sorry it was coffee it was toaster plus yes because that would be the film but because the presence of the delusion blank man well okay we're forgetting a class here that isn't necessarily in the DSM what if he's just a gifted individual I think that's true I think you can be both yeah, that's true, right? And so because of that ability and having it's almost so so unique in how they're able to to process and think that one would be tempted to say, "Wow, that's a really neat power or a, a you know, gift or whatever." So, I think it could still exist even if he was diagnosed with that. And so if we tested him for gifted, I think gifted will overwrite the autism because I really, I think it would be more gifted than it would the would autism, autism spectrum disorder. He just didn't learn. He wasn't socialized appropriately because his giftedness kept him from interacting with other peers in his age group mm-hmm. besides his brother, for mm-hmm. one. 
But two, even if the film was about him being gifted, it wouldn't fucking be about blank man. The delusion is what brings us the hero. <laughs> Whatever. And cussing is contagious because now I'm doing it too. <laughs> it's so much fucking fun. <laughs> well, I suppose. I mean, we would have we would have to specify, you know, um, if for it being autism spectrum disorder, um, as far as like with or without a company intellectual impairment. I would say without. without. Um, and then with or without a company language impairment. That's say without. without. Um, yeah. And then the patient has trouble stay, um, starting conversations or may seem less interested in, in them than most people. Ah, see, that's the thing. The, and that's related to social communication. So that one is a challenge to, to kind of... It only depends because it's only in certain situations. Because when he was working at McDonald's, he wanted to tell you all about that they was offering salads now. And two kids, papas fritas, con tu Okay. <laughs> He McMad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay, maybe maybe we could toss that out. I'll delusion seems a bit harsh. Okay, so then we'll toss out delusion too, and we'll go with fucking uh heroism personality disorder. <laughs> All right, fine. Daryl has this baffled and we make up our own diagnosis. Not baffled. What it is is that. The DSM is made for a very specific group of people and that actual human beings don't always fit into these delineated categories that the DSM has drawn out. And that's why that's they so have true. to continue to edit and make revisions because they know that they're flawed, but they also only want to admit they flawed a little bit. So they're going to do their own research, add in the ones that they want to do as opposed to what people is really presenting with. And so from time to time, we're going to have to create our own because we are actually taking into consideration the cultural the social economic, the ethnicity of the people, the current mm -hmm. circumstances and times that they live in with this being the 90s. Like we are taking all of those things into consideration on top of the fact that this is a film. And so some of this shit is just going to be made up and it ain't going to fit in the real life shit. And so <laughs> with all of that being said, I don't think there's anything wrong with us creating categories that more clearly and um, ethically and um case conceptualization considered take people into better account to create categories that actually represent their current level of lack of presence of psychosis as well as just mental impairments and areas of functioning that are impacted at the time that's why you are the head host of the dsm podcast Woo! give it up for Courtney! Woo! Wow. That's what the fuck you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Rosa Behan is all mangled from a, a kitchen accident and she, <laughs> she just tried to clap it up and give herself a round of applause. And um, <laughs> it, it, she looked just like when Blank Man slapped Daryl in the shoulder after he got shot. And so <laughs> I think this is a good place for us to end the episode. I yes. think that there were just a couple points that I wanted to make about how grandma was a clapback queen Ooh. and whoever was writing for her was whew, on point. Mm -hmm. uh, but Lynn Th Thickpin is that woman too. And they might not even been written it down and them could have been her own clapbacks that she just came with it off the cuff, but she don't play. She also is the woman that, you know, was behind Carmen Sandiego. We remember her from that as well. 
and oh. the voice on the Warriors. And we hope those boppers make it home. As well as, I just personally think that Dark Knight owes Blank Man a little bit of uh, the uh, money off the side because the way that the story unfolds with the police people blaming everything on ba- on uh, Blank Man and getting upset with him, mm-hmm. very much similar to In the Dark Knight where you can either <sighs> die the hero or live long enough to watch yourself become the villain. Ooh. Very interesting plot lines that you see just lay I out. I see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Very good point. Yes. Mm. Run Damon his check. If you would like to help support our show and help us get more content out to you all, you can visit our website and follow the support the show link to become a Patreon member or donate on our cash app. Now, we are happy to get the kind of money that jingles, but we'd rather the kind that folds. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the DSM podcast, and you can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. While you're there, go ahead and leave us a comment because we are counselors and actually care about what you have to say. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Okay, you cinephiles. Bye.